Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode 111 of the Nourishing Amy podcast and today I am going to be talking to you about comparative suffering and it may not be a concept that you have heard of before so we're going to deep dive into exactly what it is and how you might notice it coming up for you. As the name suggests it is a type of comparison And so we're going to be talking about how you notice it coming up for you and also how you can validate your current experiences and how you're feeling so that you can hopefully be moving through big feelings or hard feelings a lot quicker as well and be giving yourself things like empathy and compassion and just giving yourself the the feelings and that warm fuzzy hug that you feel like you need sometimes that we don't allow ourselves But before that, I would like to give you some recommendations as always with every episode. Now, my recommendation is actually a little bit of a side note from my recommendations from last episode. I think from memory, I was talking about the Daily Oz on Instagram and also the podcast called The Squiz. And I was talking about how they're really great for learning bite-sized chunks of the news cycle without feeling too overwhelmed by everything. Now, I forgot that The Daily actually has podcasts as well and podcast episodes. So I have been consuming them over the last week. Uh, If you're listening to this episode in real time when it's getting released, we have in Australia anyway, for the Australian listeners, an election coming up very soon. And I have to be honest, I previously have kind of just stuck my head in the sand with things like politics and the election and not really been too on board with it. But I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, this is something that I really should have my head around a little bit more and just be a little bit more aware and educated on. But again, that also feels for me like a topic that's like very overwhelming and very big. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where do I even start? So where I started um, was the daily podcast episodes. And so they've actually had quite a few recently, but the ones that I've really been enjoying is the ones that start with the wording, no silly questions. So the two that I started with is no silly questions. Where do the parties stand on corruption in politics? And also this one I loved, no silly questions. What's the difference between the two major parties? And I know for some people that's super obvious and it's like, well, duh, like who doesn't know that? But me, I didn't know that. (laughs) Um, So if you are at all interested in learning more about, I mean, the news cycle in general, like I was talking about last week, but 
more specifically around the politics and what's actually kind of going on at the moment and learning a little bit more about the election. But without it being biased, I think that's the thing that kind of turns me off a little bit when I'm trying to learn about politics or when I have tried to learn about politics in the past is that the people that I am trying to discuss it with are a lot more educated than me, but also a little one-sided, which is great for them. Like I'm happy for them to have their opinions and perspectives. And I love that for them, that they feel educated enough to do that. But also I'm kind of like, but what's the other side? Like, I don't really understand what's kind of going on here. So it's been really great to learn little bite-sized chunks of information that feel easily digestible, not overwhelming and informative without being biased as well. Um, So there's also a few episodes on things like why you should care about the independents and the minor parties. Um, There's also, there was an episode I was listening to yesterday on um, some controversial views that have been happening with one of the candidates and all of that kind of stuff. So it's just really interesting. And I I don't know, I just feel like I'm getting these little aha moments as I'm, as I'm listening to these episodes, like, ah, and they probably only go for about 10 minutes each. So they've been really great. I've just kind of been popping them on when I've been doing my skincare of a morning just to like refresh and be like, okay, cool. Like, I feel like I've learned something for the day. Um, and I get ready to jump into my morning routine. So that is my recommendation for you this week. The Daily Oz is what you can search for in podcasts. In Apple Podcasts is where I listen to it, but I'm sure they're on, you know, everywhere like um, Spotify and things like that too. Now, there is another podcast called Just the Daily, uh, but that is run by the New York Times. So obviously the topics that they cover will be different to the ones I'm just talking about. Um, And also No Silly Questions is a podcast in itself also run by the Daily Oz. Um, So that's also somewhere else that you can go if um, you feel like maybe you've consumed all of the Daily Oz uh, podcast episodes, or maybe there might be some different topics that you like over on the No Silly Questions um, podcast as well. Um, So things like where do the major parties stand on women in politics? Um, what's the real difference between the House of Reps and the Senate, stuff like that. Anyway, that's enough talking about politics for me because like I said, I don't really know anything about it. And also this isn't a um, politics or news podcast. um, So that's not what you're here for. (laughs) Um, But what I do want to talk to you about today is comparative suffering and what that is. So... I think I'm just going to give you a example because that's going to be the best way that you can understand. Oh yeah. Like, of course I do know what that is. I just didn't know that's what it was called. So it is, let's say for example, um, I have said, oh my gosh, Ollie's sleep, uh, over his like, you know, that first six to eight months of his life was so terrible. And it was really, really hard for Aaron and I, like he had colic and he was waking every 45 minutes and we were so sleep deprived. Um, our relationship really suffered from that as well because we were both, we were all three of us so sleep deprived, so tired, um, trying to navigate a brand new baby in the world with colic and tummy troubles. But, you know, there's so many other people that have it so much harder with their babies or, you know, that are going through things that are so much harder than that. So really like it was hard, but we got through it and it wasn't that bad. 
So you can see that it's the first part of the kind of thought process or conversation is like, whoa, like I'm going through this or I have been through this and it's been hard. But then also the contradiction between then at the end of that sentence saying something like, but it's not that bad or like somebody else has it worse. It's like, for example, um, I had a cold the other week and it was bad. Ollie's been bringing home all of his daycare bugs and I was so sick. And I even found myself doing it. I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I am sick. Yes, I'm pregnant, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's people out there that have COVID that are really sick. And you can see again with that exactly why it's called comparative suffering is that it's comparing to potentially what other people are going through and uh, like not disowning, but putting down your own suffering, not owning it, not validating it, um, which then means that you're kind of, um, the word's gone from my brain, but I'll come back to it in a minute. Um, you're kind of disassociating from that, which means that if you can't fully validate how you're feeling, how are you supposed to be able to move through that quickly as well? And again, like I said at the very start, be giving yourself that compassion and that empathy that maybe you need when, you know, a lot of the time we look for or search for compassion or empathy or understanding outside of ourselves as well. We might go and have a conversation with somebody about a topic, about something that we're really struggling with. And while conversations and uh, connection is really important in our lives, if we can also be giving ourselves that connection and that empathy and that compassion for ourselves, it's like, it's just amplifying that and really intensifying that for us in validating how we're feeling and knowing that it's actually okay. So really it's that idea that just because someone else is going through something, it doesn't mean that your emotions or your feelings or your experiences aren't valid. So this could be for absolutely anything at all that you might be going through, whether it's something quite big, like a relationship breakup, or you might be changing jobs or moving house. Maybe there's some type of change in your life at the moment that you're going through that feels quite big. Maybe there's a bit of an identity shift starting to happen there for you as well. Um, but then we can also look at things like, yeah, maybe you are a bit sick. Maybe you've got a cold. Maybe you've had gastro. Um, you know, maybe things are just feeling a bit hard at work or you've had a hard day. And it's, it's from those smaller instances day to day to those really big life changes or life instances and experiences that do feel hard. But it's then also realizing that just because, yes, there's always going to be somebody that is going through something. And maybe in your perspective, that something is potentially bigger than what you're going through. But that doesn't mean that you're not going through something at the same time. I think something else that's really important to mention in this too is to remember that nobody else, no one else in the world has the same lived experiences as you. Everybody has walked a different path and every single other person in the world, even if you grew up with people in the same household under the same roof as you, every single person under that roof has still walked a different path and has different lived experiences because they have had different 
friendship groups, different school relationships, different work relationships, different, literally different, absolutely everything. So just because there's other people that you feel like you can kind of relate to or because there's other people that you feel like you could compare to and be like, oh, you know, but this person has it worse or why doesn't this person care about this or um, why doesn't this person struggle with this thing and I do, that kind of stuff as well. You might notice coming up with that comparative suffering. So it's really interesting when we really start to have a look at this. And when this comes up with my clients, it will look like them. So every single session we will go through and I'll say, how has your last fortnight been? Because our sessions are every fortnight. I'll say, how's your last fortnight been? How are you feeling? And generally it's the same as everybody, right? If I say to you, oh, how are you doing? It's like, yeah, pretty good. That's the general like response at the start of a session as well, especially if you've had a busy day and then you're coming into a session. It's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, but then my question will be, what's some good things that have been happening for you? What's some celebrations or what are you proud of in the last two weeks since we've spoken? And so they'll have a think and it really helps them to get clear on what has been going well for them or what they are proud of, actions that they've taken in between our sessions that we've discussed and things like that. Um, and then also my next question will be, okay, like I love all of them. They're fantastic. What hasn't been going so well for you? Or is there anything that you feel like you've been struggling with or any big feelings that have been coming up that you would like to feel less of? And this is the point in our sessions where a lot of the time they will be able to reflect and remember something that's happened within their life that has felt difficult or felt hard for them or where they've noticed some big feelings coming up for them. So they might have felt frustrated or angry or cranky or sad or disappointed. Um, they might have felt overwhelmed or stressed or anxious and they'll remember those points and they will start to explain them to me. And so often they will tell me what's happened or they'll explain how they've been feeling and they'll say, but it's not that bad, you know, like, oh, you know, my other friend is going through this and that's bad. Or like, I feel really bad for this other person that I heard about the other day. So it's really, really common. And, you know, like, like I said at the start, I do it as well. We all do it. But I really want you to start to lean into the idea of being okay with the fact that sometimes you are going to have hard days. Sometimes there are going to be hard feelings or big emotions that come up for you. And just because somebody else might have it worse doesn't take away from how you are feeling and you are allowed to have those feelings and those emotions and I think um, there's a few podcast episodes that I have recorded previously that would relate to this. One that comes to mind is way back. It would be like, oh, maybe episode five or six. I'm not even sure, but I'll have a look and leave it in the show notes for you. Would be not every day is a good day, but that's okay. And that podcast episode really goes into the idea of like embracing hard feelings and hard days and knowing that you're not perfect. You're not a robot. Life is never going to be perfect. We can't expect that. And that it's okay for us to move through the ebbs and flows of life and to not put yourself down. Um, another one that also comes to mind is um, my perspective on positive vibes only and why I think positive vibes is bullshit. So I will find those two episodes and leave the links in the show notes for you if you would like to go and re-listen to them as well. Um, but what I also wanted to talk about is 
the limitations of this thinking pattern that we can have of comparative suffering, because when we can recognize why we don't want to do it and what the limitations are, it's going to help us to then start to feel into, okay, well, how can I move through this or what could I be doing differently to not be doing comparative suffering as often? So the biggest limitation I would say really is that you're not fully acknowledging how you feel. You might be bringing some awareness to it or some acknowledgement to it because it's like, well, you're voicing it. You're obviously recognizing, hey, this is feeling hard right now. or This is a feeling I'm having at the moment. But you're also then disassociating from that or creating that comparison. That means that you're not fully acknowledging that um, and you're distracting yourself from that feeling essentially. Now, what this can lead into another limitation is repression. And what repression is, is that kind of thought of, okay, yes, I notice I'm feeling frustrated or angry or cranky, disappointed, sad, whatever the feeling is that you don't want to feel like. Yes, I'm noticing that coming up for me at the moment, but I don't have time to feel like that today. So I'm just going to push through or like, I've just got to get this stuff done. And then I can think about how I'm feeling. Repression is essentially the pushing away of, or the ignoring of any feeling that you don't want to be feeling, but just kind of pushing it to the side. So what that means is it's still there. It's still bubbling under the surface, but you've done a good job at like pretending that you're feeling okay. And maybe you actually do a really great job of convincing yourself that you're okay. But then what happens is the next time something comes along, whether it's in another five or 10 minutes, whether it's in another few hours or a few days or a few weeks, the next time something else comes along and there's a curveball or something throws you off and there's another big feeling that comes up, it's kind of that effect of like the straw that broke the camel's back where it could be that maybe you've gotten stuck in traffic and now you're running late for work normally that wouldn't seem like that big a deal for you. But if you've been doing repression really well and pushing away some other big feelings or some other things that are happening for you that feel quite big or hard to be working through and you haven't given them the time and the energy to actually work through those feelings, it's like, whoa, now the traffic that you're stuck in is like the absolute end of the world and you're frustrated, you're upset. You might find that you're like crying over something that you're like, this is ridiculous. Why am I crying about this thing? probably because you've been repressing something, you've been repressing some feelings or a situation and it's kind of just bubbling sitting under the surface and then something else happens and the waterworks come out or all the big emotions, the big feelings, the big reactions happen. And it's those moments where we kind of reflect back and think, "Mm, that was like a massive overreaction um, for something that in hindsight was probably not that big a deal. But a lot of the time with those big reactions that we have or those big feelings that we can have, there's something underlying there as well. So it's really interesting to be able to look at where am I repressing? What am I repressing? Um, and what's the flow on effect of that? And how is that causing, how is that causing sorry, some other big uh, emotions or feelings or react- reactive behaviors for me? as well. So first two would be not fully acknowledging how you feel. Second limitation is repression starting to become a habit for your brain. Also, the next limitation that we can have is essentially it's like I said, invalidating your pain or your suffering or your struggles. But what that means is that that can also lead to a feeling of resentment from 
you feeling like you either have no boundaries or like you're pushing your own boundaries. Like if you are not validating how you're feeling and taking that into account, what that also means is there's probably moments where you're saying yes to things that you don't want to be doing. You're saying yes to things when you're feeling emotionally, physically, mentally overwhelmed or pushed to your limits. And when you're saying yes to these things, it's like deep down, you know, like, like I'm having a hard day. I actually don't feel like I'm up to this thing, but I've said yes, so I'm going to do it. And that can lead to resentment, whether it's resentment to a specific person or it might be resentment to a situation in general. But what we really want to get clear on is what does resentment look like for me? When do I notice that coming up for me? And also what boundaries have I been pushing of my own um, that has led this feeling of resentment to actually come up for me? Like where is this feeling of resentment actually coming from. Now, I'm sure that I've actually even done a podcast episode on resentment as well. I know I did a workshop. Uh, I, I ran a workshop on this with my clients at BU Happiness College, but let me just have a very quick... Um, Yes, I did. Episode 97. So I'll link that as well for you in the show notes. That's three episodes that you can go and listen to. So episode 97 is called Therapy Thursday, Resentment, What Is It? And How to Let It Go. There's also episode 99, which is about boundaries. It's a bit of a short Monday motivation episode as well to help you get clear on what boundaries look like for you. So a few other episodes that are really relevant to this topic to help you to get clear on how you're feeling, why you're feeling like that and validate how you're feeling instead of using that comparative suffering and falling into that. So some ways that we can start to move through this comparative suffering is to recognize, be aware of and acknowledge hard feelings and situations or circumstances. So yes, somebody else might be going through something that is tough or sounds really tough but that does not take away from how you're feeling or what you're going through at the moment. Whether it seems like it's a few things that have happened that have made your day feel really hard or whether it's a big life thing that's going on for you. Like I said, things like breakups, whether that's a romantic relationship, whether it's a friendship breakup, whether you're having a hard time with somebody in your family or in the workplace, um, whether it's a big life change like moving house, moving city, changing jobs, those types of things, uh, whether it's just not feeling super aligned with yourself, um, not feeling like there's that element of passion or vibrance to life, feeling like you're stuck in a bit of a rut, like these types of things, all of these things can be opportunities for you to feel like there's some big feelings coming up for you there or that the circle situations or circumstances, I just tried to smush both of those words together, <laughs> the situations or circumstances that are happening for you in life are feeling hard. And I just want you to acknowledge that and just remind yourself like this feels hard because it is hard. And it does not mean by any stretch that you need to sit with those hard feelings for like weeks and months at a time. What it actually means is the exact opposite, that you can recognize how you're feeling. And by recognizing and bringing awareness, it means that we can bring in that idea of acceptance, which is another way that you can move through this. So our next step would be that acceptance piece of 
accepting where I'm at at the moment, but still having a goal towards where I would like to be. Now, this idea of acceptance is going to be really, really beneficial. This new definition that I want you to remember, which I have spoken about in a few episodes before. And every time I share this on my Instagram stories, you know, I kind of talk about this once every like six months or so, if it's, there's something going on for me that I feel is relevant to this idea of acceptance. I get so many responses like, oh my gosh, this is life-changing, this new definition. And it's something I've never thought about changing my perspective of this before. Generally, our idea of acceptance um, that society has taught us as we've been growing up is accepting the situations in life. And that's acceptance. It's like, okay, that's happened. I've just got to deal with it. Um, Some quotes around that would be things like time heals all wounds and that kind of stuff. Yes, time does play a part in helping you to process through different feelings and emotions. Time doesn't change the situations or the circumstances. No amount of time is going to change that. There's been some big things that may have happened in your life. Something like, you know, I think when we talk about um, trauma or big circumstances, by the time you get to, you know, my age, which is, I think, 34. I don't actually even know how old I am, but I'm pretty sure I'm 34. Um, (laughs) Mum life. Um, But by the time you get to, you know, around the ages of like early to late 30s, I don't think there's many people that you will find that haven't been through something that's felt hard for them in their life. And again, just because maybe somebody else has been through something that has felt like, whoa, that's like massive, that's really hard. It doesn't mean that just because they're hard seems a lot harder than yours in your perspective, that does not take away from anything that you've been through. And so when we think about different examples that could come up here of like, you know, this idea of acceptance, we could be looking at, I don't know, let's say you have been through a really difficult breakup Um, maybe there's been some things that happened towards the end of the relationship. I mean, generally with every relationship breakup, there's a reason that it's broken up. And a lot of the time the relationships don't end ideally or don't end well. And sometimes those situations around that breakup can feel like that's not acceptable. That behavior that was shown either by myself or by the other person, it's not acceptable. We could also look at things like if you feel like, I don't know, maybe you feel you've been unfairly dismissed at work or something doesn't feel fair. That's really what we're looking at when we are thinking about this idea, this new idea of acceptance. It could be the passing away of a loved one. If you have been through the grief cycle and somebody that um, you're close with in your life has passed away and you think back to those memories, whether they're recent or whether they are, you know, years ago, thinking about the idea of that person not being here anymore and that fact, that can feel very difficult. And at the end of the day, again, it's something that feels not fair. It's something that doesn't feel acceptable. And so that's where it can get really difficult when we look at the traditional idea or traditional sense of acceptance, that it's like, okay, well, this has happened. I just have to accept it. I just have to get over it. And what that's doing is focusing on the actual situation itself, 
that's not going to get you anywhere because it's really going to feel like that push pull of like, okay, well, logically I'm telling myself, I just have to get over it. I just have to move through it. Like it's just a fact of life. I've just got to do it. But then emotionally you have that other side and that push pull of like, but hang on a second. It's not okay. Like it's not acceptable. And I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with what happened at the end of that relationship, or I'm not okay with being let go from that workplace, or I'm not okay with the way that that friendship ended or how that friend that was supposed to be really close to me spoke to me, or I'm not okay with that person that was very special to me passing away. Those things are not okay to me. And so how can I accept that when emotionally I'm not okay about that? So you can see that push pull of like the logical brain and the emotional brain starting to come into play of like, okay, I understand the concept that I need to accept this. There's nothing I can do about it. And it's outside of my control. But then also that other side that's like, but hang on a second, I can't accept it because it's not fair and it's not okay. So this new definition of acceptance, being okay with where I'm at. So either like, you know, whatever feelings are coming up for you, being okay with where I'm at, but still having a goal towards where I would like to be. Still having that goal of, okay, I recognize that right now when I think about this certain situation or circumstance, whether that's a big one, like I've just been mentioning, or whether it's just like, hey, I'm having a really hard day or this week feels really hard or I'm feeling very overwhelmed. I look at my calendar and I feel like, holy shit, there's too many things on there and I'm feeling stressed. Being okay with that feeling that comes up for you, whatever that big feeling is, but also having a goal towards where you would like to be and what feeling you would like to be feeling. So being okay that maybe grief, maybe frustration, maybe disappointment, bitterness, sadness, all of those things... Maybe that's a feeling that's coming up for you. Maybe it's overwhelm, stress, anxiety, that kind of stuff. But those feelings, it's normal to feel them. There's going to be things in life that happen that do bring about those feelings and that's okay. So then what we want to be focusing on is with this idea of acceptance, it's okay for me to feel these feelings. It's normal. I'm a human being. Of course I feel these feelings, but I still have a goal towards how I would like to be feeling around this situation. And we don't need to be reaching for the stars here and aiming for like overjoyed, excited, elated, like, you know, all of those big opposite end of the spectrum feelings. What we can be doing is just thinking about, well, what feels a bit more realistic for me here? When I think about how I want to be feeling, maybe it's just balanced or neutral. Maybe I'd like to feel calm. Maybe I would like to feel like, you know, I'm a bit more motivated for my days. So what that does is when you check in with yourself and you give yourself that new idea of acceptance, that you're also really giving yourself a direction to be moving towards as well. And what that means is on top of that, the flow on effect from that is hopefully something comes to mind then that you can then ask yourself the question, okay, well, I know that I want to feel more calm today. Or I know that I just would like to feel neutral about this situation instead of feeling frustrated or anxious or overwhelmed or stressed or disappointed. I just want to feel neutral about that. What would it look like for me to move towards that feeling today? What is something that I could do that would help me to move towards that feeling of neutral? Or I just want to feel calm. I just want to feel balanced. 
What does that look like? And you can see that that gives us some really actionable takeaways and things to be doing that is going to be helping you to feel like you are moving in the right direction instead of sitting in these hard feelings. So uh, the only other things that I've got written down, which like this one, again, as another takeaway or something that you could try kind of is off the back of that, consider what it feels like you actually need. So often we just go through like the tick boxes of the day to day, like especially during the weeks, it's like, okay, it's Monday. This is what we've got on on Monday. Like, you know, the kids have this or I've got this on at work and this meeting's always on Mondays at work or whatever it is. The mundane and the routine of life can start to come in that we're just ticking the boxes and getting through the days. And that definitely helps us. But also I want you to consider, okay, well, maybe normally on Mondays I go for a run after work and that feels a bit hard today. I don't feel like I've got emotionally and mentally the energy to do that. What else would moving my body look like for me today? What do I need for myself today that is going to help me to move in the direction of how I want to be feeling. And then the last one that I've got is just getting back to basics of routines and habits. Like if you are feeling like things are hard, if you are feeling like there's the potential that like something doesn't feel fair or something's feeling off, the general gist of this whole topic of comparative suffering means that there is going to be, or there has been a feeling that has been hard or difficult for you to be working through or a situation that has felt hard. And so a lot of the time, one of the best things that we can do for ourselves in those examples is to really just get back to those basics of like, what are my routines and habits that help me feel like a better version of me? Maybe it's that you're not scrolling your phone in the mornings and when your alarm goes off, you get up, you get straight out of bed, you do your skincare routine, you hydrate, maybe you have a coffee and you just sit for five minutes. Maybe you go and grab your to-do list and you'll write your to-do list out. Maybe a routine that you have is that at lunchtime, you actually take a lunch break and step away from your computer or your desk or away from the workplace and you actually take a lunch break. Go and get outside, get some fresh air. Maybe a routine or habit that you have is having a wind down routine of an evening. Again, maybe doing your skincare, no technology after like 8 p.m. and reading your book of a nighttime in bed. Stuff like that. So really getting clear on what are my basics? What are the routines or the habits that I have that I know help me to feel good? And what have I not been doing for myself lately? What are some of those things that could help to fill my cup back up? And for me to be feeling like I'm on the way to being that best version of myself and how can I be giving myself that compassion and that empathy and that understanding of, yes, things have felt hard or like this has happened in life and yesterday was a really hard day, but today it's a fresh start. It's a new day. What am I going to be doing to move through it? So with that comparative suffering, that idea of understanding that you are going to have hard days and hard moments and that's okay because you're human. And it's very normal for that to happen, but to validate how you're feeling instead of pushing aside how you're feeling and validating how somebody else is potentially feeling or how much harder it might be for somebody else. Let's just take a moment and just give yourself the compassion and the humanity and the acceptance that, okay, 
yesterday or last week or you know this thing that I'm going through at the moment is hard and that's okay but there's also things I can be doing and putting into place so that I can validate how I'm feeling and also start to move towards how I want to be feeling. And there you go. That's it for comparative suffering, you guys, and for today's podcast episode. I hope that I've covered it in the best way possible. I did have some notes for this episode because it is quite a big topic. So of course, it goes without saying, as usual, if you have any questions, if there's anything that you want to know, please just let me know. And I would really, really love if you could leave me a review on whatever um, app it is that you listen to podcasts on. I know I do mention it a lot, but I'm a totally independent podcast. I literally record this episode when I can in between mum life and work life and relationship life and, you know, all of the different things that I'm doing. And I really appreciate each and every single one of you that continues to listen and continues to share over on Instagram. It means so much to me and it really does help me to feel motivated to keep showing up and keep recording episodes for you guys. But it would also mean the world to me if you could take the time to leave a review and leave a rating wherever it is that you listen. Five stars, of course, would be absolutely amazing if you think that it's deserving. And I will see you next time. Bye. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.